episode of The Clack Box. I'm Cody Clackley, your host, and it is really late on a Tuesday evening. I'm recording this, and I felt motivated to record this because um, today uh, there was a lot of conversation at work, which happens often, and uh, even in some other circles, and even at home today, there was a lot of conversation about this topic. And so I'm excited to kind of talk about it. I uh, don't have a guest. The guest is me. But if you would like to engage in this conversation, I'd love to hear from you. Um, so please, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, however you are listening to this podcast, uh, Podbean, leave a comment, ask questions. Because, again, the idea of this podcast is to be a conversation, not necessarily be a dialogue of just me rambling um, or a monologue. <laughs> it's meant to be a dialogue. <laughs> So uh, please subscribe, share, uh, put this out there. Help me get this podcast out so other people can listen to it because it is my labor of love and I want to learn. And the best way I learn is by talking to other people, by hearing what they're saying and through their experiences and their eyes. And so please um, get that word out so I can learn and then hopefully we all learn together. But today, uh, tonight, actually the topic that we have is talking about leadership and so we did we listened to um, or watched a video today on um, how to develop leaders and a couple of key identifiers to developing leaders it was really really good and uh, I'll probably talk more about that a little bit later but then when I got home my wife posted on Facebook what is the most important attribute of a leader and uh, she asked me and I had a really hard time wrapping my head around what one was she, she posted on social media got a lot of good feedback from that and there's a lot of mixed reviews on this which I thought was interesting a lot of people having different opinions and different thoughts and and I know that a lot of that comes from the experience that they're in right now whether it be um, you know they're happy with their job, not happy with their job. They have a good leader, don't have a good leader. Maybe they're under a micromanager, and that is what comes into play with their answer for this. Um, and maybe for some of them it doesn't. Maybe they just have a collective experience, and this is what they believe is and uh, what the number one thing is. So we saw, um, we did see trust. We saw humility. A couple of people put a sense of humor, which I thought was awesome. Uh, there was a lot of different answers, servant leader, um, put others first, someone who's willing to get their hands dirty, work alongside me, someone who's willing to do what they ask of the people that they're leading. Um, and so there's just a really, a lot of really, really good answers. So again, I would love to have your answers on that. Um, but here's my long-winded answer. <laughs> because there's a couple of factors that come into this. One is experience. What have your experiences been? Have you had a good leader? Have you had a bad leader over you? Have you followed someone you wish you didn't? Do you reminisce on a great leader that you did follow that you wish you were still following? There's a lot of factors to this topic. And I think that's what's difficult. And and even as I was getting ready to record this, the thought was, are all of us called to be leaders? Well, I don't know. I think so, because I think all of us are leading something. I think whether it be um, our home, as a husband or a wife, you're leading. 
Um, if you're a parent, you're leading. If you're a spouse, there's elements of leading. Yeah, if you have a job at all, you're leading. Teacher, um, education, you're leading something, right? You're leading something in someone on some point. And even, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I think all of us are leading something. And so I think those are really good thoughts to have about what we're leading and who we're leading. Um, I think the, the, what's the quote that I've heard that, um, how do you tell if you're leading, if you look behind you and, and someone's following or the reverse, how do you tell if you're not leading because <laughs> no one's following you? Um, but I think you're, you're leading something, even if it's by example, you are leading. And I think that's why Christ talks in, as a Christian is very similar to as a leader, um, that we're supposed to serve I think it's why servant leadership is so big. And I know that there's other people that talk about this that are way smarter than I am. Uh, and I and I read their books and think they're brilliant and don't have all this figured out. And so I'm just talking. And so um, I, I think I, I had a hard time wrapping my head around one, like one thing. As we were talking, Alice and I were talking about these these topics or these, these attributes and which one was the greatest and which one... Um, do you think you're working, you know, do you need to work on the most right now? And I struggled with not the one I need to work on the most because there's a lot of them, <laughs> but the one that I need to work on the most right now. And I also think this is the, the biggest area that got us stretching me um, in my leadership capacity, in my ministry, and what he has for me is he's trying to grow me a lot in this area and kind of unfold more of who he's called and created me to be. So, for me, what I would wrap it all up into is probably the term others first. Whether it be, and, and maybe you would say humility. And Okay, that's fine. I'm cool with that classification. I'm going to use others first um, because I feel like it, it, it wraps more around it than just humility. But so why do I say others first? Um, well, because as a as a Christian, as someone who follows Jesus, I am supposed to love God and then love others as I love myself and consider other people before my own, before myself. And so that is others first, just as a person. I'm supposed to consider that. If I model servant leadership, it's others before me. It's God before me and others before me. So others first. If I am equipping someone and discipling, equipping, and empowering them, then I'm thinking about them and who God's God has called them to be, not who I want them to be or who I want them just to fill the role that I have. Or even um, that I have this role in my ministry that I don't want to do this or I'm not very good at this or it's just a pain, so let me just find a body to throw in there. Well, that's me first, not others first. And, of course, that that spirals into the idea that that's why we, we use use people versus empowering people, use people versus equipping. And I think when we're, we have a culture of using people in our ministry, we burn through them. 
because we can use them and appreciate them. That doesn't mean we're empowering them, and and they they pick up on that a little bit. It it becomes a grind, and they would opt for I'll stop serving so I continue to like to go to church, versus continue to hate going to church. And I think that's why some people kind of go, well, I've given them they have this role, and I'm, I appreciate them. We had a volunteer appreciation. I don't understand why we have a hard time keeping leaders. And I think it's because you're not empowering them. And and I'm thinking about myself first. How can they make my job easier? And the truth is, leaders and developing leaders and having people serve in your ministry doesn't make my job easier at all. <laughs> like, at all. I've said this before about interns or having another employee. It doesn't make my job easier. It means why it makes my job harder or keeps at least keeps the same. Because now I've got to think about the leader first how I'm developing them, how I'm growing them. And that is wrapped up in who God's created them to be. That's wrapped up in who God, what God has for them in the future, not what I want them to be to make my job easier. And I think that's part of it too. Leaders aren't there to make my job easier. Leaders are there for us to be able to expand what we're doing, reach more people for the lost, or for reach more lost people for the kingdom and love on people people better and that rarely 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 makes my job easier right and and and, and sometimes it means i actually do different things that maybe i don't want to do maybe empowering the leaders that god has given me around given around me means they get to do things that i used to like to do and now i have to do things i don't want to do but that's what's better for the ministry and so for example for this is there's there's been times um, in my ministry where a leader will show up and they know what's expected of them. They know that we I want them to greet and smile um, to every kid, and that they have a specific role. Hey, you're you know you're working the cafe tonight. You're helping serve dinner tonight. Um, whatever it is, uh, you're hosting tonight or or whatever. Um, and then just make your rounds. Make every kid feel special. You know, before service and as we're getting, but they'll show up and go, "Hey, what can I do?" You know, "Hey, do you need me to help set up chairs or do you need help do this?" And a lot of times, like we would say, like, "Oh yeah, totally." Like, "Yeah, come help me set up chairs because it's gonna take forever. I don't want to do it." Or, "Hey, can you help me set up for this game?" And I don't do that. I'll say, "No, you go hang out with students. I got this." And it's not because I don't like students. I do like I love hanging out with students. But I understand I can go help the g- do set up the game or set up the chairs or whatever it is. You go hang out with students because if I have all of you hanging out with students, that's what you're here for. You are here for that role, not checking a task off my list. Now, there are times where I'm like, yes, I need help with this or whatever. But for the most part, how am I equipping you to do ministry? And it's just even in the little things like that where I'd rather hang out with students and not go straighten chairs or not go, you know, tape down a tarp or whatever. You know, I want to go beat a kid at Fortnite or something or, you know, destroy them at foosball. And and so for me, it's, it's, it's what God wants for them before what I want for them in that. I think that's vitally important. I think their family comes before my ministry role for them every time every time so it's others first see i i tell leaders all the time i have a leader that i've told no you cannot serve for about two years told them no but 
because they had like 1,700 kids under the age of four. No, they had like three or four kids under the age of six. And I'm like, dude, you just, you need to focus on your family. This is family time. And um, because they f- their family comes first before me or what I need in our ministry. Because I can't say get your priorities straight and then ask my them serving in my ministry to trump his first call of ministry, which is his home. I can't do that. That would be hypocritical. So I think others first in that. Um, there's other, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of ways that others first comes into play with this. Um, how am I appreciating them? What is their love language? Like, it's really good for me to know my leader's love language. Others first. Am I nurturing them? Am I appreciating them in their love language? Do they know that I care about them as people more than I care about them as a volunteer? I think that's huge. Um, I think that's uh, that's actually probably the biggest thing. And not through flattery. Uh, we know flattery is a sin, actually. If you didn't know that, it is. And so... Um, not because I'm, I'm I'm flattering them so much that they're, that they're loyal to me. And see, I think that's that's the thing is that they need to be loyal to the body in a local body that that local specific church um, or that local um, that local business, um, whatever that arena is. They need to be loyal to that to the vision of it, not to the person of it. Um, you know, Allison and I in our ministry, we we have gone to places and we've left places and we've had times of transition and and I find it very comforting that not a lot of people have left. I don't think anybody has left a church when we left, and not and that is nothing to say about us leaving um, negatively. <laughs> I think it has to do with like. I'm, it's, you should be loyal to this organization or this church or this ministry over me. Um, I'm not in the business of creating followers. I'm in the business of creating leaders, right? Like I'm called to make leaders, not called to make followers of Cody. So others first, putting other people, submitting to the authority of, uh, of the vision and putting that in front of my own so that the people that I'm developing or the leaders that I'm developing, it's not about me. I'm not developing to follow, developing them to follow me. I'm developing them to lead. It's developing leaders. And I think that's developing leaders is what a leader does. I just, I just think that's what leaders do is they develop leaders and they empower them. And so you're thinking about others first. Um, how else? Oh, this was a big one. I heard this on a podcast and I just thought it was great. I wish I could take credit for it. But I can't. But I heard it, and, and it will stick with me for a long time. Um, this others first. Uh, the others first thing is is me. But I think this is another example of it. Um, it was said on the Controlled Chaos podcast, which is an amazing podcast for junior high ministry, middle school ministry. It's just a great, great, great podcast. Justin does a great job with it. I think they're actually hitting their fifty his 50th episode um, tomorrow, which is really, really cool. Congrats to you, Justin, the Controlled Chaos Podcast, which is sponsored by CIY, Christian Youth, amazing ministry. Love you, CIY. But um, he had a guest, Ellie, who's a part of um, 
stuff you can use ministry and stuff you can use dot org and we've used a lot of their stuff it's amazing curriculum and event planning and calendar planning stuff so check them out um ellie from from stuff you can use but she said i can tell i'm doing a good job developing leaders if it hurts my ego Again, she said, I can tell I'm doing a good job developing leaders if it hurts my ego. And I think that's so true. And I would even add, because they start getting credit that I used to get. So, for example, one of the things for me to broaden, um, <coughs> I feel God's calling us to do um, in our student ministry is develop a teaching team and and a leadership pipeline and, and all these things. And, and if you want inter- information on uh, us developing a leadership pipeline, Hey, hit me up in the comments. Uh, I think a leadership pipeline works for any any um, profit, non for profit, and multi organizational thing. Um, heck, I've even wondered why, like a soccer association, isn't looking at coaches and trying to develop a leadership pipeline a little bit in that. Um, student ministry, I think, is a little bit different um, than anything else because we we are in the process of developing a leadership pipeline for students and a leadership pipeline for our adults. And some of the adult stuff lives in the greater scheme of the church's leadership pipeline, which is great. Um, and I love that, like working in unison with that. But we have the one for students too, so we kind of have these dual things. But anyways, in that, we have two two amazing leaders, um, Chris and Nathaniel. I think Nathaniel's been on episode, a couple of episodes of this pod, of the Clackbox with me. But seeing trying to see who god's created them to be and um, empower them and equip them one of the things is this teaching team and they both i believe have a good gift for teaching uh chris's lives a little bit more in the coaching side and nathaniel's lives a little bit more in the the lecture side where i live a little bit more in the preaching side and so it's great to have all three of us well in that a part of the pipeline and then moving them through that pipeline and the stage they're at being able to speak and if you have no idea what a leadership pipeline is, hit me up too. I can I can show you what that is, um, and what it kind of look like, the basis of it, of what it looks like. But um, part of that is for them is speaking in the level that they're at with the competencies they've reached and and seeing that. Well, I like speaking. I like preaching. It's kind of like the game. All of us like to play in the game. None of us really like to practice. And so I see that and I'm I'm letting go of something that I like to do because it's others first. And again, like I said, you can kind of wrap these all up in humility and so maybe I'm just doing a different word because it makes better sense in my mind. But it's them. And it's not even like, it's not even them like, Okay, I'll let them speak. They kind of have to do what I do, or I'm so worried that they're going to do a bad job. Because one of the things that was said on the response was um, the willingness to let the people that they're leading fail. And I'm like, it's so good because I think I'm struggling with that a little bit, and I think I'm doing I'm doing a good job right now. But that's something that I I have struggled with. But letting a leader spending time and a little bit of training. And a little bit of developing, and then saying, "Hey, go, figure it out." Yeah, and he, your first time speaking is probably not going to be a, a home run. It might be, 
usually the first time is it's the second time <laughs> um you're just like you know but it's okay what if the kids don't like it i don't care if god's called them to it you've got a gift for it it'll be fine what if it's not like you well that's fine too because it's about who god made him well what if he's not f- as funny as you cody because you're hilarious that's okay God has brought him here for a reason. It's f- to use this. It's not about me. It's about them and God. And so I think even in that, well, then you go to the ego side. Well, the ego side is and him getting praise. Man, what if he does a great job and like all the leaders are just like, man, Chris did an amazing job and they're so used to you speaking. They don't hardly ever tell you you did a good job, if ever. Hint, leaders. No, I'm just kidding. But what if, or what if, a parent hears it. It's like, man, that, that he killed it. That was amazing. That that parent doesn't even like me, you know, or whatever. No, it, and it, it can affect our ego, big time. That's how I tell I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job because it puts my ego at risk, because they're gonna be getting praise that I used to get. And so again, it's others first. And so I, there's still more ways that are wrapped up in that, right? Yeah, for me. One of the one of the things that I have to think about is as leading a student ministry. If I lead a student ministry that I like, it's not a student ministry. It's a ministry for thirty eight year olds, right? If I'm like, oh, I like this music, and this and this and this, I have to be careful. Now I can like some of the things they, that they like for sure, totally, but I have to be conscious of that. That I'm not leading a ministry that me and my 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 leaders like. That I'm leading a ministry that um, the students like. That's what's putting them first. It's other first in my leading, in my leadership. I actually had a conversation with a youth pastor um, about this where they were they kept doing events and particularly one in particular that students were just they would have a few students show up. They just felt like it well, this was be a big invite thing and people aren't big and inviting and, and whatever. And I'm like, well, do you like doing that? And they're like, yeah, I love it. Well, do you think students like doing that? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, that has to come into play because if they don't like it, they're not gonna come. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think a knitting. This they weren't doing a knitting thing, but a knitting. You know, they have a knitting outing. Let's knit. You know, it's probably not something a 15, 16 year old wants to do. And so we have to think about those things in our leadership. It's others first. Even leadership, um, uh, learning styles, learning styles is a big deal, or who we who we learn from. So if I'm leading people, I can't expect them to learn the way that I do every time. They're gonna have different learning styles, completely different learning styles. And so I need to think through what's their learning style and try to help engage them, train them, educate them through their learning style, not through mine. Right, because I've done that where I'm like, dude, you have to watch this. Let's watch this 30 minute video. It's amazing. This this guy talking about this was was so good, and we'll get five minutes into it. And I'm like, so don't you think it's good? And they're like, eh, meh. Or they're like, I can't watch any more of this. That mannerism is driving me insane. Like if I just would have heard this on a podcast versus watching it, it'd be so much better. I'm like, what do you mean? That doesn't get on my nerves, and it gets on their nerves. And so, again, it's another way of us. Having to think in our leadership, others first. Um, even in leadership of knowing when to step down or when to walk away. 
you're thinking about them first others first and so and I think Jesus even did that for us you know where he talked where he, he did wash the disciples feet where he did think about God and others first constantly but he even said that in this really strange little verse um, that I, I never really thought about it in this way because it was always really strange for me but in John 14 uh, chapter 14 verse 12 Jesus says very tr- very truly I tell you whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing but then he says this and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and so it's like Jesus says see all these things I've been doing you're going to do those things too and you're going to even do greater things and I'm thinking what do you mean I'm even going to do greater things how is that even possible right you're driving in your car right now listen to this and Jesus looks at you and tells you yeah I did great things but you're going to even do greater you're like no way because you can't even drive, hold on to that burger, and answer a text at the same time, you know, right? Like, so how am I gonna how am I gonna walk on water if I can't even do that? Jesus, come on! I mean, you just got Chick you just dropped the Chick Fil A waffle fry in between the seat and the center console, and you can't find it, and you know it's gonna smell in there for the next week, right? Like, we can't even do that. What do you mean we're gonna do greater things than you did? Because Jesus was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna empower you. I'm going to empower you too. And I'm totally cool with it because it's others first. And so I think no matter what we think of in leadership, whether it be if we're trustworthy or if we trust, if we're humble, if we serve, if we're willing to get our hands dirty, if we're willing to do what we've asked people to do, because I've, I've, I will say this, I said this before and I'll say it again, and I think it's true with parenting and I think it's true with leadership, you will never take someone to where you're not willing to go and you haven't been and you see this a lot in worship especially where you're like I want people to worship intently but none of your leaders are worshiping you know I want leader I want I want our church and our congregation to worship and to have a culture of worship but you go talk out in the atrium as the pastor or the pastor's or you're not like you don't worship with them, you're not gonna get that. And and that's that's just my opinion. Sorry, it's a it's a clack box opinion, but I just I see that. And so I don't think we can take people to where we're not willing to go or we haven't been ourselves. And that's again we have to. I think that's that's good leadership. And so getting your hands dirty, working alongside them. I'm developing them the way God's created them to be, not what I want them to be. And all of these things, how I honor their family, how I honor their time, how do I respect their time, all of these things, I'm I'm thinking about them first. My prayer life, does my prayer life resemble that? It should, right? Am I praying for my leaders and their families? just as much as I am mine because they got skin in the game too they're subject to just as much spiritual warfare as I am because they're in it they're serving in this thing with me and they're in the mud and in the mess and just because my name has pastor in front of it doesn't mean I don't think it means I'm getting attacked more 
And so how am I praying for them? How am I equipping them? Am I just telling them or am I showing them? Right? You know, it's all those all those things that just I, I think just get wrapped up and do others first. And and so I'm not trying to, to make a big umbrella word that everything fits under so I sound smarter. But I think really if in everything I do, incur am I how am I encouraging leaders? How am I equipping them? All those things. If I think about others first, if I think about them first, those other things will flow. Um that's just my opinion on it. And so let me know what you guys think. Um, I, I'm really intrigued to know uh, what what the dialogue out there in, you know, the real world or whatever is. Uh, I'd love to hear from you on this. And then what you think the most important thing is. And then even throw out there what you think you feel like um, the thing is that you, the number one thing you need to work on the most is. Um because I think that helps us. That helps us all if you weren't willing to be that transparent with it. Uh, I shared mine, and so I'd love to hear yours. And l- let me see if there's a pattern. If we're all kind of working on the same thing, I think it'd be a great topic to bring someone who's way cooler and smarter than um, than we are onto this. And again, just let me hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. And so thanks for listening to this episode of The Clack Box. Again, subscribe, push it forward. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear back from you. Y'all have a great, great day. Thanks.